Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome, everyone, to the Movie Machine Podcast, presented by Hot Chocolate Media, where we take three people, and they make a movie really fast based on a random prompt on the internet. I am here with three industry magnates, if you will, to, to create our movie today. We're joined by Jacob Gulliver, our writer, who's Val Kilmer's Huckleberry, uh, Ben Lifson, our director, who produced Gilbert Godfrey's ASMR Sleep Album, and Melissa Kirscher, who manages Kurt Russell's Patch Collection. So without further ado, your prompt for the day is going to be a humorous caper. The main characters are a crazy military professional and a persistent adventurer. The major event of the story is advice. Okay, so in 1998, a meteor crashed out in the the forests in Washington. Washington State, that is, I should say. And a young boy at the time found that crater and reported it to the military. And it turns out, almost 30 years later, he wasn't supposed to know that that was there, and there might be some kind of, like, alien activity or something associated with it. So what we have is this now-grown-up kid who we're going to call Evan, uh, Evan Wilder, and his he gets approached by uh, an older gentleman who's trying to sort of subtly take him in, but he's just like oblivious enough that it's not gonna work. Like he he wants to like understand this, but oblivious enough that he's not gonna get taken in by the military, and he keeps kind of like accidentally getting out of it. So we want kind of like a tougher older agent type. I'm trying to come up with a name, maybe uh, let's call him. Agent Halsey, and Agent Halsey is this grizzled, uh, you know, veteran of, of two wars, tough, bearded, uh, but very understated, and just, you know, was sent because he wants to bring this guy in and get him get him involved. So as we go on, we'll find out that the meteor meteor contained uh, an alien entity of some kind. We're not going to go like spooky, scary alien thing. We want like. A fun alien creature that's mostly harmless but is fairly destructive on Earth's environment. Humans can interact with it safely as long as they're nice and friendly, kind of like a, you know, PG PG thirteen area. We definitely don't want to go into the the R area, and we're going to call the this alien entity uh, Lambert, which is just like a you know call sign basically. It's not like a a real name per se. That's you know it's code name Lambert. So the story kind of revolves around this like adventure with the, the three characters, Lamberts, Evan, and Agent Halsey, wandering around the woods in Washington. Um, we flash back to the 1980s several times to like see the process beginning and like see how the alien creature started existed. Maybe the creature like is responsible for some of the, you know, like cryptozoological sightings in that area and like has been misidentified as several other cryptids. So that can kind of like play into that kind of fun thing and we want lots of cool stuff in the woods and like maybe going into like some caves underground or um, you know going up and down a river or something like that. All right, you have a title for this film? Uh, We're going to call it The Woods of My Youth. All right, so director Ben, Mm -hmm. you have a script before you for Woods of My Youth. It's kind of a lighthearted comedy involving an alien named Lambert 
a youth named Evan and a... He's not a youth anymore. Uh, he's a, he's a present day. He's yeah. a present day. A man who discovered something he shouldn't have when he was a youth named Evan and a government agent, Halsey. It takes um, place in Pacific Northwest. How, how are you going to make this your movie? Okay, so a couple things is because I only read half the script, I one by one by one. But question, is our militant Agent Halsey, is he an antagonist or is he working with Evan? He's trying to bring Evan in um, because he has information that's classified and they need to okay. understand the full extent of what he knows. But Evan is like oblivious enough that he like gets out of that situation okay. multiple times. So a couple things I was thinking, I think first off for Evan, uh, present day Evan, I I don't know who would play. We're throwing some ideas around with the kid. I mean, there's so many good kid actors to choose from. So, so, but I'm thinking. Name uh, one. Well, I have this cousin and he's really nice. Um, Anyway, so I really like the movie Nice Guys. So I think uh, Ryan Gosling uh, could play a really good oblivious guy. um, He does seem very oblivious. I think he'd play a perfect Evan. And also... I mean, originally, I was originally just looking at that movie. I thought about Russell Crowe, but then I saw uh, Keith David would actually play a really good militant guy. Has you know, nice beard. Uh, make age him. I mean, you don't really need to age him up too much. Like, actually, he's perfect. So don't do anything. Keith David so, is not ancient, but he's not young either. Right. I know. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't see age. Okay. Like I'm open to everything. So anyway, I, I was thinking that while I was reading the script, some really fun parts were in the 1980s section. So I was thinking that let's make it full period. So the modern, quote unquote, modern part is in the 80s. And then the flashback parts will be in like, you know, 50s, 60s sort of thing. I think you can have a lot of fun present day 80s. And then there's also all the alien stuff. If you look back to like the 60s or something, you know, there's all kind of kooky aliens then too. you know, conspiracies back then. I think we could get some good humor that way. Let's see. I think that also the Lambert character, I really want to build him up. As if he is going to be spooky, like before you reveal him, you know, like this is going to be a scary alien, kind of like when you watch E.T. and it looks like it's going to be a horror movie at first. Uh, So then when you finally see Lambert, that can not only be funny for the audience, but also a nice little uh, reverse for them. So uh, building him up. And I think that, you know, near the end, that's going to be part of the thing. Keith David's or uh, Agent Halsey's character development will be kind of like realizing that Lambert isn't as much of a threat as well. I think that Ryan Gosling and uh, Keith David seem to have a really good chemistry together. I'm going to let them improvise a few interactions with each other, just, you know, really hammering in the, you know, Keith David being really serious and Evan not even really understanding the situation that he's in. And yeah, that's All right. Is your alien going to be CGI or practical effects? I'm thinking actually we're going to go practical with this one. Okay. I mean, we're in the woods, so it's pretty easy to hide puppeteers and stuff. Hide them under bushes, you know? All right, so our producer, Melissa, you have your script for Into the Woods? Uh, woods of, of my, my youth. youth. Woods of my youth, sorry. It has woods in it. Woods of my youth, a a, uh, 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 an alien-based comedy starring Keith David, Ryan Gosling, and a practical effects alien. And an un-yet-cast child's movie, or child actor. Yeah, well, we can get anyone. So, what's your budget for this bad boy? How do you make it profitable? Well, our budget is going to be about ten to fifteen million dollars, right in there. So, pretty much on the cheap for a major uh, studio release. But I think we can do it, especially if we're going with practical effects. 
if we're going sci-fi, there is an attraction to uh, the kitsch factor, especially if we're doing this period. We can even make it look like period 80s effects if we want to. I think I think that would uh, really tune in with the nerds these days. So uh, now for Keith David, I cannot remember, is he the white guy or the black guy? Because there's Keith David he's and David Keith. He's the black Keith. guy. He's the black guy. Okay. Can we have Keith David and David Keith play the same character? Uh, <laughs> I think we can. Uh, I bet that alien could have power. And if we're flashing back to the 60s, this could be really interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So, um, also, with Lambert the alien, can we have him voiced by Christopher Lambert, just to kind of go back to the alien, uh, the, the 80s with Highlander? Uh, I, I think that's a natural tie-in. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. you write the checks. Right. If, we, like can, if we can afford all these actors for 10 to $15 million and still make it through the production. Oh, Christopher Lambert is cheap. Yeah. He, he's, Pretty sure he works for time. He's so easy. I, think, I feel like Ryan Gosling are going to be our, our uh, big budget actor here. Sure. So, although I, I feel like his, his fame has calmed down a little, so I think we can probably get him for a reasonable amount. Uh, but just in case... I had Andrew Garfield as like my my budget option, but now he, that's not going to happen. I, I just saw Silence with uh, by Martin Scorsese, and he was act, acting really really hard in it. So I think he's going for the Oscar bait this year. So I don't think we can get him on the cheap. So let's see. I feel like Woods of My Youth. I feel like if it's going to be a comedy, we need to massage that title right now. But I'm not entirely sure where to go with it. We should. I think work the the cryptozoology angles because we could go with Bigfoot or what is it the Mothman in the in the south or um, heck Andy Kaufman because no he was a real guy wasn't he I'm not sure sure okay <laughs> but he could be oh we could work this it's all about the 80s okay okay I'm not sure where to go with that title yeah, that's all right so writer you've got your budget you've got your cast uh, you've been given kind of t- the studio's given you a couple mandates to make the punch up the sci-fi and the comedy and the title a little bit and uh, find more role for the, the cryptozoological creatures in the film. Sure. So how do you make your script happen in that regard? Sure. So, you know, I've thought a lot about it. I think we can definitely play up that humor. We can play up that element. So what I'd like to do is when, when he's a kid and he finds this, like, alien creature, he only, like, briefly encounters it. And because nobody believes him and he's spent time with, like, a therapist, like, these years of therapy have kind of, like, ground the idea out of him that it, like, was real. So he just kind of believes it was, like, a a fantastical element of his youth. But because he had these, like, fantasies and, like, loves that that idea, he he has become interested in cryptozoology. So... He's, he's spent time in the Washington woods, like, looking for Bigfoot and looking for the Mothman. And he traveled to New Jersey to look for the Jersey Devil. And he oh. traveled to South America to look for the Chupacabra. And he traveled to, to Haiti to look for the Ogopogo. All kinds of these creatures just all over the, the planet. He's gone searching for them. But he, he's always had this, you know, fascination with, with the woods in Washington in his home. And so he, he goes there. Beginning of the movie, we see him going... Um, he meets the military professional. The military professional is kind of trying to suss out what he knows, um, and he knows that he knows something, but he doesn't know how much. And of course, Evans trying to keep it all in because it was, you know, repressed years of therapy, and he's like doesn't believe that it was real anymore. He's just kind of more concerned about the myth and legend. But then he like you know gets the concrete proof, like he sees something he shouldn't have that you know Halsey has, and knows that it's real. So then he goes looking for it, and of course he finds it again. 
And at that point, when he meets the alien again, he realizes that this is going to be like some kind of a cover-up thing. So then he goes on this like adventure with Lambert, and Lambert is trying to uh, escape to the the ocean. Lambert doesn't move very fast; it's kind of like an amorphous blob thing. So he's trying to like escape to the ocean. He's too big to like fit in a backpack or like a truck or something. So it's kind of this like awkward, lumpy thing rolling through the woods with with him. It'd be kind of a fun, like goofy thing to do in the woods. And then he's trying to get to the ocean so that so that Halsey can't get to him. At that point, he can dive into the ocean and dive way down at the bottom and will not be found again. He likes the woods better, but he can lay low for a couple of years. So it's kind of this, like, fun little chase and, like, you know, give and take going back and forth between them for the rest of the movie. We can have, like, some subtle, like, references, like maybe Lambert, you know, has met Bigfoot or something, and like, or maybe he jokes about it with Evan and Evan, like, eats it up or something. By the way, I don't like the idea that he, like, speaks English or something. I think they should communicate by thought. So we just get, like, Evan would be like, you did not say that, and just, like, talk to the blob, but not get, like, a real, you know, vocal vocalization back. All right. So that's kind of my idea. I think so, it could be really fun and well, goofy. And fun for the whole new, family. What was your new title? Oh, I didn't change the title. Oh. Did you want me to change the title? I mean, the... I mean, that's up to the director and the producer. They wanted to punch it up, but I just thought I'd give the writer a chance to do that. But that's all right. Oh, my title's perfect. Somebody else is going to have to change it all if right. they don't like it. So, director, uh, you have a second treatment of the script. It's got some more humor. It's got some more cryptozoological creatures. you got your budget set. Where do you go from here in filming? Okay, so a couple things. First off, I... I'm really happy you talked said to do telepathy um, because it turns out the animatronic mouth movement is being a complete nightmare. So uh, axing that is great. I think so. One thing you kind of built up in the script, which I really want to do a little bit more, is some of the other cryptology, cryptozoology things. And uh, also, since the beginning is kind of a little dull, um, what we're going to have early in this, we're going to have an early scene where we're going to be introduced to Agent Halsey as he's capturing Bigfoot. So it'll be kind of this action scene and sort of establish that he's capturing these kind of weird zoology things. That'll make also a nice thing where, you know, you have Evan who believes this kind of stuff and everyone says he's crazy. And we also know we've seen Agent Halsey is actually dealing with this stuff. And that can then, when they have their first scene together, which thinking like, you know, if Halsey, when Halsey's interrogating Evan, that can be, there can be a lot of humor there too. And, you know, Evan or Halsey telling him he's completely crazy, all that kind of stuff. I think uh, that'll be a nice little establishing of that. Yeah, their interrogation scene. Um, I'm let. I've written some things. I've also let them just sort of riff. Ryan Gosling does a very good bad lying act, which has been really fun to do. So I'm glad we did that. Let's see. I'm thinking though. I don't know. Slight problem is the beach has been causing a bit of issues. Uh, get uh, our sort of transitioning. Uh, you know where we've been filming in the woods. It's been kind of people have been ha- having trouble believing that it's like next to a beach, you know. So what we've decided to do is we've kind of more set it up where it's kind of like a, uh, I don't know, a wormhole sinkhole that needs to get back to, which is how he came, you know, he came from the bottom of the earth. So he needs to get back to his entrance, as it were. And that's how, you know, it's kind of like how he got this world through here. They need to get back there. And that's so you're also- saying he didn't crash in a meteor. He was like... A subterranean creature? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's kind of a combo between the two. Or maybe he has to get back to the meteor because the meteor will send him back because it's a magic meteor. I don't know. I think both will. I think that might look spectacular, but both work. You know, I think anyone will buy it. Well, what would we going to get him? 
Um, and I think that's also good because if he goes in the ocean, then Halsey could go after him there. Uh, but that also adds a nice plot point to the end of how Halsey then knows where to find uh, Lambert at the end. Because right now in the script, he just kind of knows at the very end just so they can have that climax. But now it can be a little clue where it's like, oh, I know where he's going. And that's where they have their big confrontation at the end. All right. So our producer, Melissa, sounds like Christopher Lambert's role of voicing Lambert has been asked to, be, to have a telepathic alien. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, uh, the kid is played by Jacob Tremblay. I have no who, idea who that is. But yeah. Jacob Tremblay plays young Evan. Keith David and David Keith, are they still switching? Uh, Halsey. Well, we haven't filmed the kid scenes yet. I've just been ignoring this, uh, hoping that it goes away. Um, Settle on one Keith David, David Keith. Like, just. so I filmed everything with Keith David. The scenes where I would fear because he, she talked about. Could you use uh, being Marshala Ali as the young Keith David? Hopefully, yes. If if I'm Made allowed famous, to do such uh, a as, thing as Cottonmouth in the cage. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, producer, you have some changes. You still are stuck with that title, Woods of My Youth. But some more filming has been done. It sounds like there's some comedic elements. Uh, test audiences have no like, can't wrap their heads around Woods being next to the ocean in the Pacific Northwest uh, for some reason. Yeah. I mean, they're completely and, different yeah, biomes. So, whatever. so where do you go from here, producer? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. I'm thinking we might need to punch up the ending a little bit, where... I think there's something, we already have something in the script where we are bringing in other cryptids into the story. So I think by, by punching up the ending a little bit where maybe Evan and Agent Halsey get into trouble and then the alien has to gather his cryptid friends to go rescue them as a turnabout. So it would be kind of a cryptid dirty dozen. So like, and maybe like a jailbreak then? Yeah. I think, I think there's something there. I think so. Rather than just the the cryptid, go, uh, the, uh, the alien going back into the ocean, you know, you can still have that, but like insert this this part of the third act in there to really punch it up a little bit. I think that would be like the Expendables done right. Mm-hmm. So I think there's possibility in that, and I figure with the title. Maybe we can play off of that for Woods of My Youth, because Woods of My Youth, I, I still don't like it. Sounds way too Akira Kurosawa for what we're doing. I still don't know where to go with it. Crypto Man? Crypto Man. The, the, the Bigfoot Dozen. My title is perfect. There are no alternates. <laughs> Monster Woods. Ooh. I think we're getting into something there. Or Crypto Woods. Crypto Woods. Uh, crypto, I think I think you'd get into um, people thinking it was a code breaker movie though if we mm. if we used crypto in or the Superman. Mm, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Well, it ships tomorrow, so <laughs> you, want, you, want, you, want, you want to print that film? Monster Woods. And, and Monster Woods. Monster, Monster Woods. Woods. All right. So <laughs> I'm putting this information to Monster Woods in the Monster Movie Monster Machine Movie Machine, where uh, it is. Uh, hold on, I gotta get a crank the gears here get it going it's hand starter we lost the electric starter all right so the movie machine uh sends it back actually changing the title probably was one of the best things to happen to it because i don't know if you all are fans of fred decker at all movie maker because you have happened to basically pull elements from two of his he he famously made three good two good movies monster squad and night of the creeps and then he made RoboCop 3 and never worked in Hollywood again. <laughs> Which is a lie because he, Shane Black has 
scheduled him to write the remake of the Predator movie script, which, is which now makes me more ready to watch this movie. But anyway, so Night of the Creeps is a movie which starts with a flashback in the 1950s <laughs> of an alien crashing to Earth and sort of things, and a youth encounters it. And then it takes place in the 1980s, where the youth who encountered the alien crash has to help a bunch of teenagers defeat these zombie-making aliens. So, See, I mean, we didn't do that. No, I mean, but but there's some sort of, But then we have Monster Squad, mm-hmm. which is about a team of monster movie-loving youth teaming up to fight Dracula, basically all the MGM monsters teaming up. The thing. So, I mean, you definitely have done an, made your own thing, but definitely doing an homage to Fred Decker, yeah, which no one in Hollywood or anyone in the world knew they wanted, but they wanted it. And with a title like Monster Woods, you appeal to that, you know, junk food, cinema, B movie type thing, which your film very much is a B movie for a modern generation. The only detractors and kind of negative reviews, while Ryan Gosling's performance is good, his debonair good looks and kind of his A-list status kind of pull away, take some of the credence of B-movie status away. Like Keith David, you know, a, a he was in They Live, you know, that he has so much B-movie credit with Keith David in there. Um, and if you had had Christopher Lambert, he totally would have added to the, your B-movie credit. And that's mostly people nitpicking. So the movie, you guys managed to release it kind of in, in just before summer comes out, kind of when the studios put a lot of junk movies and everything. And yours rises to the top and is number one in the box office hey. for like three weeks. Yeah. It makes like $30 million each weekend. And, and after it's run, it makes about $120, 130000000 which is a tremendous return on your uh, investment. So And did that do better than those movies you described? I'm not. I'm sure in gross, no, no, no. yeah. Okay, but I, I know Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps both made money. That's why he was able to uh, get see. the job to direct RoboCop Three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that worked out well for him. So knowing this, no you now have kind of two minutes each to reflect on your success, make changes if you want, or just kind of, you know, this is your last chance to make any last minute changes, or just kind of celebrate your success. So starting with our writer. Sure. I mean, I think I'm kind of sad they're putting my cute indie movie on, like, shitty t-shirts, but I'm glad people liked it. I'm also sad that you changed my perfect title. I don't know why that worked, but I I guess it did, and I think I'm okay to live with that. What I think I will do is just make a few last little tweaks to the script. I think the idea of, like, other cryptids coming to help is cool, and we should definitely save it for the end. I think in the middle there should kind of be like a little bit of a turn where, you know, we've had like these hints that the other cryptids do actually exist, but only Lambert has actually seen them. And so like, you know, Evan thinks he's like joking when he's talking about like the other cryptids and he's just like going along with it because he likes talking about that stuff. And in the middle we have that moment where both Halsey and Evan and Lambert are all together and... Then comes the confrontation of, like, okay, now I have to take you in. And he, like, you know, feels betrayed and rejects that idea and freaks out. And then as he's, like, being taken in, Halsey has, like, the change of heart. So then they, like, uh, team up to try and escape the the rest of the government agents coming in. But they're not able to get out. And then Lambert sends out, like, the crypto distress signal. And, you know, I think we need, like, two cool cryptids. So, like, maybe Mothman and Bigfoot show up to, like, save them. Like, I don't want, like, a hundred of them. Because that just, like, becomes too ridiculous deus ex machina. I don't but, think you have the budget for that. <clears throat> right, yeah. But I think, like, two is good. 
And, like, if Bigfoot can, like, leap through the trees and then, like, Mothman, like, flies down from the sky or something like that, that would be pretty cool. So I think that would work to, like, set it up. And then if, you know, if if I, if I could just sell you guys the license so I could go write cute indie movies again, um, you, you could go ahead and make your sequels. So you could write something about Bigfoot and Mothman. All right. I'm good with that. All right. um, however, I will insist that one of the sequels, in, in selling that rights, one of the sequels be called The Woods Mike. Can it be a subtitle? Sure. All right. So, <laughs> director Ben, uh, your movie's made a lot of money. You're getting offers from studios. You may have been pegged to do direct one of the new Marvel movies. So there, yeah. There's there's a there's an Adam Warlock movie supposedly in the works that they may have you direct because you think they think your weird beer movie, B movie, kind of indie sense might be suitable for such a weird Marvel movie. So what do you think? So I'm not you happy. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm happy and I know it. Um, so I think that I'm going to keep the cast the way they are. I don't want to stir the pot, you know, using my strange time travel magic I've been granted for these past couple minutes. I think the climax is really good here. I think one little thing I'm going to add is when the distress signal goes out for the other cryptos to get out. And since, you know, since Halsey joins them, Halsey's, I mean, that'll be kind of the thing that Agent Halsey is kind of like, sort of helping them but like the final thing that makes him decide to go completely on their side is where you know the the cryptos can't get out because otherwise they could escape anytime but then halsey is like gives the code or something you know the cryptos can enter the code to escape and so that's kind of the thing is they broke out because halsey finally had his change of heart so and i think that'll add a little bit more to the big climax at the end and um i guess audiences could handle uh, a forest being next to an ocean. Um, I didn't think they would be able to, but you know, it didn't come up on CinemaSins as a problem, so... Um, Gold standard for all movies. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm gonna maybe axe the superfluous scene of where they explain why there's a forest next to the uh, beach, because um, I think now you don't need that, the audience doesn't need that context anymore. And I mean, it was like three, four minutes long. So I think that, you know, that little, we can get rid of that and add in one of the deleted scenes. So producer, your film's made a lot of money. The studio's super happy. And one of those deleted scenes, I feel, is uh, that we're going to restore is going to be Christopher Lambert as the wacky gas station attendant meeting Lambert the alien. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Well... So your changes don't really have any effect on the movie for good or for bad overall. I mean, the the uh, it's still you know made over a hundred million dollars for you know a modest ten to fifteen million dollar budget. So you know it's a one of the surprise hits of the year. Comes kind of a cult favorite. It's shown at lots of geek cons. It has a good you know geek subculture. Um, but whatever increases in Blu-ray sales you would have gotten for the deleted scene of uh, Christopher Lambert, you actually lost sales to geography teachers throughout the nation who love the three to four minute explanation scene of why woods can be next to the ocean. And because, you know, geography teachers aren't your typical demographic to see, you know, sci-fi movies. I think none of them caught it, you know, it was a thing, and definitely none of them bought the Blu-ray. So whatever increase you got, you didn't lose Blu-ray sales. You just didn't I get, knew it was important. You didn't get, you didn't get the bump you would have gotten from the Christopher Lambert scene. That you got a boost from that, but you lost the an equal amount from, so ge- from geography teachers. So there you have it. Monster Woods. 
brought to you by this elite team. And as always on The Movie Machine, we like to leave you with a bit of sage advice from Guy Fieri, our patron saint. Did you know my middle name was Red Eye Gravy? Thank you, everyone. This has been The Movie Machine. All right.